My name is Catherine, and this is the spiritual work. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of This is the Spiritual Work. My name is Catherine, and I'm so happy you are here. Today, I have a really exciting episode for you with my good friend and mentor, Eden, CEO of the Intuition Lifestyle, and we are going to chat all things New Year's resolutions, human design, and really allowing yourself to step out of the ways that maybe we've been taught or conditioned to think about goal setting and uh, resolutions and step into a more clear path of what those things should be based on our energy and, you know, where we're at in our lives. I think it's super important, especially now after such a year where, you know, things just did not go, did not go the way we planned. And I think that's a powerful lesson in understanding that you, for the most part, really can't plan life and you can't plan for things that you don't know about, right? How do we plan for something that we've never experienced before? How do we strategize for something that we've never even tried to do or even tasted, right? If we want to get from where we are to where we want to go, we can't necessarily predict what that's going to look like. And the more we try and predict that and resist the natural way things want to flow for us, the more tumultuous things get and the harder it, harder we make it on ourselves. Um, so I hope this episode is helpful and insightful for you to allow yourself to play with embracing the unknown um, and also giving, you know, gives you some helpful ideas on where to start with your own human design and in terms of, you know, aligning with yourself, your natural energy, which will allow you to step into receiving more mode and really not only start 2021 off on a high note, but start the rest of your life off on a high note. I'm going to stop talking now. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Make sure you have your chart and something to write with, and I will talk to you guys later. Okay, we are recording. Hi, Eden. Hi. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm well. I'm well. So we're going to talk about so much. So much. Um, so why don't we start with, why don't you just like, tell us about you. Who are you? Of course, we can do that. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Sounds like a good place to start. My name is Eden Carpenter. I am the founder of Intuition Lifestyle. I talk about human design in every way, shape, and form that I possibly can, but most specifically, it's related to things like business, money, manifestation, all of those types of things, spirituality. And we've, we've been working together on and off for about a year and a half now, haven't we? I, I want to say it might be longer. I feel like I met you yeah. three years ago now, almost. 
Mm. Maybe two and a half. I don't know. This summer, because I met you in the summer. It's not an easy summer of 2019. No, was it? Yeah, because I only started talking about human design in like February of 2019. That's a lie. Really? (laughs) But no, but I attended your first. That was in March, March of 2019. (laughs) Oh my God. Lifetimes. I literally said that. I was not. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, in case anyone else feels like that, now you know you're not alone because I seriously, I've been like, it's been three years. No, no. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we met through webinars and courses and things like that. But yeah, I talk about human design. I teach it in certifications. I do coaching with it. Um, I guess I can talk about like non-human design related things as to who I am. <laughs> I am a military wife. I quit a job as a nurse that I got a degree for earlier this year. I spent a whole six weeks as an actual nurse and decided that human design is actually where I'm really passionate about and what I'm meant to be doing here. And it's much more aligned with my purpose. So I spent six weeks working as an actual nurse and quit my job and went full-time in my business building intuition lifestyle, which is the company that I am currently running. Um, I am a six, two emotional manifesting generator. That's usually my go-to. This is who I am. <laughs> statement. And yeah, that's, that's what I have for you. And I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited you're here too. Um, I actually have a question that I didn't tell you I was going to ask you before, but since we brought it up, I want to know, okay, so now you're on the other side of quitting nursing. And I remember when you quit nursing and I want to know, how do you feel? Well, obviously I'm sure we can assume you feel good about it now, but how do you think things would be different had you stayed? Oh boy. It's weird. I can't even imagine currently working as a nurse. Like I going through nursing school, there were several moments where I was like, I don't want to be here. There was so much anger that came up with having to spend all weekend on paperwork, having to spend, you know, every waking hour working towards something that I recognizing in retrospect was not actually passionate about and was kind of this, you know, I kind of had this, like the universe will make it obvious if I'm not supposed to be here, but like everything is working out. I'm not studying that hard and I'm getting good grades. I'm really not working that hard. I'm kind of just showing up and I'm still doing well. I'm still learning. And so it was kind of this, like, I guess I'm supposed to be here. I'm guessing, I guess I'm supposed to be here throughout that whole experience. And so when it actually came down to you are starting a job. I recognize that there was so much resistance inside of me that I genuinely didn't want to be there and hadn't wanted to be there for a very long time. And the, the lesson in that was actually not to wait for something outside of me to give me permission to go after what I wanted, because there's always been that undercurrent of one day I'm going to be working full-time from home. One day I'm going to be working full-time in my business. It was always like, that's always where I was headed, So looking at like kind of in retrospect now thinking if I was still in nursing, I think I would still be very stressed and I wouldn't have time for a lot of the things. And I don't think that my business would be where it is today. I don't think I would be where I am today for sure. I think I would still be as you got to witness that frazzled disaster of a person. (laughs) Disaster, But I do remember you at one point talking it out and (laughs) 
I just sat there and I was thinking, she'll, she'll realize how frustrated she is. <laughs> she'll realize <Yeah>. it. <laughs> she'll figure it out. I'll just, I'll be here when she does. <laughs> it's so funny because I even made an Instagram post like two weeks before I quit that was like, why I'm still a nurse because I had so many people asking me, I just had, you know, a six figure launch and everyone's like, why are you still a nurse? I'm like, cause the universe hasn't told me that I can't be one yet. Like the universe hasn't given me that sign that I shouldn't be here. So I have to be here still. I just need to like keep showing up. But really that sign was you're, you're absolutely miserable please just recognize that you're extremely frustrated. But yeah, as soon as I quit, everyone's like, I knew that was going to happen soon. And I was like, well, no one told me. <laughs> I think it's also interesting how sometimes we miss the signs because you're saying the universe wasn't telling me, but meanwhile, you had so many people asking you, why are you still a nurse? So <laughs> like that expectation of, well, this is what I think it's going to look like when it happened, mm -hmm. but Maybe it's yeah, I didn't even realize that. But yeah, there were so many signs of like, why are you still here? And I'm like, no, I need to be here. I need to be here. I was very like blinded by yeah my determination to still be there and have it look a certain way. How do you? This is not a question. I I'm just I'm just letting whatever. Them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? So you said not needing permission from outside of yourself. So how do you think that plays into your strategy and authority? My strategy and authority. Interesting. Okay. A I have a defined ego center. You have a defined ego center. And I think that needing that permission is very much so defined ego and that manifester side of you being a manifester and me being a manifesting generator where I wanted something to respond to. I really wanted something to respond to. Cause like with human design, getting into it, it was right there. It was very obvious. There were so many signs outside of me where it was showing up in PowerPoints. It was, you know, it was everywhere. And so it's very obvious of like, this is an external sign for you to leave this. When I quit gymnastics, I had a nine years, nine years of competitive gymnastics career. And when I quit, it wasn't necessarily like I was kind of losing that fire, but I hurt my shoulder. So I, there was this very obvious, like you're done from the external world. And like, it, it always pushed me to that point where I needed to actually make that decision. But it was also in that situation, a doctor told me it's kind of dangerous for you to continue with the sport. So it was that external validation of like, Hey, this thing that you're kind of afraid to want, you can want it now and you can be okay with it. But you, I also felt the need to almost like fake sad, <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'm sad, but on the inside I'm relieved, but I also am really glad that I have this external reason to blame instead of just claiming the things that I wanted. And so how the signs showed up this time again, 2020 vision at this point, the sign showed up very differently. It was, I'm going to, instead of, I'm going to keep pushing back your start date so you can get really into your business. You're going to graduate online because lockdown COVID you're going to continuously not be starting. And then we're going to move it up to the weekend that you're moving into a new house. Mm -hmm. So that you're really stressed because essentially the universe needed to push me to the point where I am 
sleeping four hours a night, renovating a house, working full-time, more than full-time as a nurse and launching the biggest program that I've ever created all at the same time for me to realize that my external circumstances actually already supported me quitting. I just needed to claim that desire and ask for it and initiate it. And so it wasn't necessarily that response of like, oh no, you didn't pass your nursing boards or something that big externally. It was I'm going to put you in this really uncomfortable situation so that you start to listen to yourself. You start trusting yourself. So yeah, that's my whole reflection on that. I love that. And it's like, too, if you had, and then you can think even further down the line, like if you hadn't, so you hadn't listened, you hadn't, you had, you just kept going down the path you were going, then you would have been working in hospitals with COVID and yeah. Mm -hmm. How much more pressure can we yeah. create almost? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now, so how did you get into human design? I got into human design through responding. They're actually following my strategy and authority in undergrad. Well, I guess my entire degree is undergrad. I don't know why I like the prerequisites it's before the actual nursing program. We were in a psychology class and I got very into the Myers-Briggs personality types to the point where I could like have a conversation with someone and tell you what your type was. And I've forgotten most of <laughs> Wait, what's the thing? I'm an INFJ. Okay. <laughs> I knew that feeling piece was in there. I knew I was an emotional authority. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got really into that. And so I started following people on Instagram who were talking about it. I started following people who were talking about the Enneagrams. And then a couple of different people posted about human design. And so I finally looked at my chart, researched it said, oh my God, that's too complicated. But then the actual sign was I was sitting in a nursing lecture and the word human and design like glitched. And so there was a PowerPoint mishap and those words were right next to each other on the actual PowerPoint slide. And I was like, okay, I see the sign. See, like, that's the kind of sign I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. what I wanted. <laughs> so I went home and I researched it and I realized I'd never felt so seen, so understood. And so so much permission to really be myself. I never felt so relaxed in my entire life. And so I had an Instagram at the time, still intuition lifestyle, asked for people's information, started reading charts, just kind of trying to figure it out at a deeper level. And then it, that led to coaching, which led to courses, which has led to where we are today. So lots yeah. of responding. <laughs> I love it. And what, um, what has it done? Like aside, well, I guess you can talk about business too, but what has it done for you? Human design has changed my life. <laughs> um, little over two years ago, I was starting to actually play with this. And something that I never gave myself permission to have was energy. I was the shy girl. I wasn't loud. I'm shy. I'm quiet. I like neutral colors. So I don't bother anybody. There was really this very quiet, very shy energy. But underneath, I was like, but I'm really powerful. Like I could, I could make really big things happen. I'm really an amazing person. There's that self-confidence that I was stifling and I'm like, no, I can't look like that. So it gave me permission to like, the first thing I remember was to actually have energy, to recognize I do have a lot of energy. I can do a lot of things. I do have a very big, like energetic capacity. And I just remember like being at the gym one day and almost like bouncing between sets because I was so excited. I'm like, that's right. I do have all of this physical energy. 
So it changed that first of all, was I do have a lot of energy. I have permission to have it. Recognizing that I was a manifesting generator, I realized why I had so many sore throats all the time. <laughs> and that was because I wasn't letting myself talk. I was interesting. Yeah. I was a quiet person up until about two years ago, <laughs> but yeah, I held that back. If I had something to say in a class, I'd like whisper it to a friend or I would just not say it. Even if I had the correct answer, um, you know, cause there was this, like going back to conditioning, someone told me like, Oh, you really like the spotlight. Don't you mm-hmm. something like that. So I held back and said, no, can't like the spotlight. Can't like, can't be in that space where I need attention, not safe. Cool. And I just like hide this. So yeah, it gave me that permission to be myself. And with that, it's also given me the permission to trust myself a little bit more, which has led to running a very successful business. It's led to improved communication in my relationship. It's led to improved communication with myself. Um, a most recent realization is that I'm very proud of how well I know myself. And I think human design has been a very, yeah, (laughs) especially with like undefined G centers for both of us, you know, that's something that we're here to explore, but I can, you know, I know the patterns I've, I've done so much work around myself that I'm very proud of how well I know me. And I think that that is the biggest testament that I have to human design. I love that. And it's so hard too. And I mean, I think in, in, anyway, like whether you have an undefined G-Center or a defined G-Center, just like self-awareness and acceptance of wherever that self-awareness lands and brings you is a really hard thing to do just as being a human, right? Just accepting that like some things we're really good at and yep, we definitely messed up that one time when we remember it. And (laughs) so I think it's very brave of someone to own it like just no matter where the chips fall when it is so I'm totally something to be proud of because there's so many people that just they just don't do that and mm-hmm. they don't ever get there you know yeah so speaking of self-awareness <laughs> <laughs> so today tonight we are talking about goal, I don't want to say goal setting because it's not really goal setting but I, you know, we're coming up on the new year, new year's resolutions. I know we both have strong opinions about a lot of things. <laughs> so we, uh, I'm going to just let you, just let you take the wheel on this one, but we're going to talk about set, I guess, setting goals or resolutions for that are in alignment, right? I know you want us to talk about alignment. So yeah. I hate the word, I hate the word resolution and goals, but, uh, only because I think I, you know, again, it's not for everyone. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like I just coming out of the world and I know you can kind of relate to this too, just like the world I came out of beach body world front into where I am now. I'm like realizing there's so many things I used to do that I'm like, ew, Ew, I hate that. Why did you do that? And so goals and resolutions and this time of year in general is speaking of self-awareness, it's a big one where I go, why were you like that? (laughs) So I'll let you, I'll let you take the wheel here. 
Awesome. So yeah, we wanted to talk about, because currently what's going on is New Year's approaching and everyone is getting ready for setting goals, planning out their year, setting their intentions, really kind of painting that platform, painting that picture of what we want next year to look like, especially since for the majority of us, 2020 did not go anything according, according to how we planned it to go. So with that being said, there's a lot of people in the coaching industry, in the personal development industry, in the self-empowerment community, anything in that area who is kind of preying on this energy of everyone wants next year to be better than this year. We have the opportunity to make a change this next cycle, this next year. And what we're doing is there's, first of all, there's a lot of people who are running all of these different programs to tell you their specific strategy for setting themselves up for the new year. Because most of us are aware that, isn't it like 95% of new year's resolutions are broken by February? So obviously the way that we're setting intentions for the new year, we're not setting ourselves up to be successful. We're setting ourselves up to be to fail essentially. And primarily in my opinion, this is because we're setting intentions from our non-self. And so through a human design perspective, oftentimes when we do that self-reflection of what went wrong this year, what didn't go right, we look at these patterns and we start to compare ourselves to other people. And where we're comparing ourselves to other people is going to be in our undefined energy. And so essentially we're going to pick up on the energy of this person did this thing. Like they're super consistent next year. I'm going to be more consistent, but if there's certain things in your chart that point to you're not designed to be consistent, you're setting yourself up to say next year, I'm going to be less like myself and more like somebody else. And then when you fail at that, you make it mean something like I'm bad the way that I am. And so I think that we kind of wanted to discuss intentions and the human design lens of why our goals don't work so much, what that can look like, maybe point out a couple of the big resolutions and big themes that we'll see the big patterns that could possibly interfere with why, you know, just double check your goals, double check, double check a couple of things to make sure that you're setting yourself up for a new year that is in alignment with you and is actually sustainable instead of something you're going to push really hard for it for a month and then yeah. give up on and shame spiral. Yeah. And I know for like newbies, cause I feel like the majority of people who will hear this are probably more new, at least on my side. Cause I've only been recently starting to like talk about it um, more. So I, I know it can seem like counterintuitive a little bit or just confusing and it's kind of hard to get out of it but I think we both can attest to that it quickly that that awkward sea leg feeling quickly disappears um and it starts to feel really good so where do you think the biggest like what's the biggest place to start for you when setting goals and kind of like looking yeah, at this or whole thing or? non-self theme like what do you think the majority of people are making intentions or setting goals from that they necessarily, it might not be the best choice for them? I think center wise, there's probably going to be three centers that are going to highly influence the decision-making process and how we're setting goals. I think that that would be the head center, the ego center, and the sacral center. I think that those would probably be the most 
common ones that are going to throw people off. And then of course the non-self themes of each type. So if a generator is feeling frustrated, they're going to make a decision from frustration. Um, instead of responding to life, they're going to try and get in their head and plan out this whole thing. That's why for, I mean, this is just a fun little tidbit. If you are a generator or a manifesting generator or someone who is designed to respond to life, you probably should not be planning out your entire year you should be maybe planning out your first quarter because you work on this respond to life basis. <laughs> I'd say manifestors as well in this because you all work on this. This is what I'm doing now. This is what I'm doing next basis. And so if you say, I mean, I, I did this last year. I set up goals for my whole year. I had launches planned. I had this, that, and the other planned. Everything was scheduled. And then in February, I went through and deleted everything in my calendar because it already didn't light me up. It already didn't feel good to me. And so just recognizing that I needed that flexibility because this year would not have been what it was if I had stuck to that plan. Yeah. I, I actually just was cleaning out my office the other week and I threw out my planner from this year. I threw it out like a month early <laughs> and I had, I had, you know, I had wanted this planner for years and every year I tried to get it and it would get lost in the mail. It would be sold out. Like it was just never meant to be my planner. So I finally got it and I was so excited to get it. And I think I maybe used it twice. Like anytime I went in to like schedule, like, cause I would go in and it had the hourly thing and I would schedule it. And then I would not do any of it. And then I would get mad at myself and it would just, so I finally stopped using it. I was like, stop, don't do this to yourself. This is not healthy. So, yeah. but it's because just what you said, the planning thing, if it's in the moment, you can't plan in the moment. So who should be planning? Projectors do well with planning. Um, projectors and reflectors. I also wouldn't necessarily say to plan out a full year. I think that there are some generators and manifesting generators and manifestors that can plan out a whole year. Specifically, it depends on where you are with your momentum. So if you are somebody who, uh, I mean, just thinking from like a business perspective, I've planned out my first six months. Last year, that wasn't working for me because the projects that I was taking on were smaller. And so if you are somebody who's trying to plan out, like I have the big steps in place, I don't have all of the little things in place. And so that allows me to kind of check in with those goals. I don't know what the end of next year is going to look like because like currently I'm running a mastermind. I genuinely don't know if I'm going to run it again afterwards. The plan is to run it again. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. So I'm leaving space for that flexibility. So when we're talking about momentum and specifically those sacral beings, some manifestor, manifesting generators and generators, if you are responding to life, you're responding to the next step. And so the next step can grow in size, can grow in size and speed as you grow and as you continue to gain this momentum. So at the beginning of this year, I responded to the idea of running a certification program. I responded to the idea of outlining it. I responded to the idea of actually opening it for enrollment. Now I'm running it. So now I know that I have this thing that I really want to run again. And so I'm responding to running it again and recognizing that taking this idea that was very small a year ago, wasn't even in existence a year ago, 
I've taken that to the next step and the next step, and the next step. The next step for me is recognizing that for this next launch, I need support coaches. And so if I need additional support, that means I need to write lesson plans. I need to write case studies. I need to do all of these additional things to help support essentially this program that's going to be over half a year. And so that next step for me is half a year. It is longer than this. However, I'm not planning out every single moment of that year. I'm planning out the next step. So thinking about your projects as your steps instead of your years, looking at what do I want to do this project? How do I want this quarter to look like? What couple of things am I doing in this particular space? Looking at it from that angle, you can almost step into a higher level of consciousness instead of today, I am going to (laughs) write this post or write this email or whatever it is. You can step a little bit higher and recognize that that whole next step is probably going to take a month or two. But when you're responding to one thing, like I am going to launch this, you can collapse time because that launch includes 10,000 things. If I plan out all of the 10,000 things, I'm no longer in alignment with that launch because I'm trying to plan out every step of the way. If I'm responding to, I'm going to launch this again, I'm responding to that. And then in the moment I say, okay, I'm launching this. What do I need to do today? What do I need to do today? What do I need to do today? Giving yourself that daily, that weekly, and that monthly freedom is going to support your energy and give you the space to respond. I love that. I love that so much. And it's, I feel like I have been, I feel like I've been trying, I've been not trying. I have been trying. I have been um, observing that in my own self lately, as far as initiating goes and like urges. I'm, I used to get tripped up in the, okay, I have this urge to start something, which also means I need to go from A to Z before I can finish. Right. And that never ended well, <laughs> never ended at all. <laughs> so now I've been, it's been more micro and I've been like, okay, I get, I catch the wind and I just do it. And it was something I was thinking about the other day, actually, when I was, cause I have like my big thing planned out for next year, but I actually have been, I have been intentionally not scheduling anything, but rest, which has been fun to play with. So I, I have my big thing that I I'm doing, you know, the tarot course for the beginning of the year. And then I, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling rest. I'm not doing anything after. And I'm just like, it's going to be what it is. And it'll, it'll figure itself out because I know come this date when I launch it, I'm just scheduling rest and that's all I'm doing. Mm. So I've actually been taking that approach, which has been kind of fun and exciting. Um, and also scary because I feel like that's a big part of like, for me, like, oh, I'm not doing anything. What do you mean? Um, but where I was trying to go with this before I got sidetracked was it's interesting when you just take that micro approach because it is scary because you get all up in your head like, well, I'm losing. I don't know what this thing looks like. I feel like I've been experiencing that. And I don't know if that makes sense to you or if you can relate to that. But when you're just... I'm just initiating the moment. So I was telling you before I got like down this fight club rabbit hole. And then I, now I'm like, am I even doing, am I even on track? But I've been practicing just going, nope, this is what I want to do. So it's going to be what it is. And it will all make sense in the end. And it'll all be much Mm -hmm. bigger probably than I intended. And 
it'll be better than I could have strategized or planned out, you know what I mean? Um, so would you say for reflectors that they, so if they're going to plan, would you, would you advise them to plan for the season? So like I ever say you have a reflector and they know they feel really, they feel the best in the spring. So like plan something for the spring and then allow, does that, that's just a random thought I had. Does that even make sense? What would a reflector plan? So I know that they have their connection to their lunar cycle. I would be curious to chat with a reflector to see if those seasonal kind of solar cycles also influence them as much. My guess is that it probably would. Um, when it comes to planning for reflectors, there's much more subtle things that I want to look at in their chart, specifically some of the variables, some of the arrows, some of um specific gates that I would also look at just to make sure that they're supporting themselves properly. Like if they have gates of like structuring, gates of patterns, anything like that, creating some sort of structure will be beneficial to them. But if they are like a quad right or something like that, I'm going to really have them just responding and kind of figuring out and leaning into and being present with what's going on right now, instead of trying to plan for the future. Okay. So when you say, you say quadrate, that means you're talking about the arrows, right? Yes. So what else should we look at for arrows when planning or setting goals or resolutions or intentions? Yes. So when you are planning, you do well with some sort of consistency. If the top arrow on the left side of your chart points to the left. So if the top arrow on the left side of your chart points to the left, you do well with what we call consistency. So this is something called consistent digestion. And so consistent digestion means you aren't somebody who's supposed to do fasting. You're not supposed to go really intense here and really, you know, like big extremes. You're supposed to kind of stay consistent. So when you're taking in information, you're supposed to consistently I'm going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at these times. I'm going to have snacks at these times. These are the people that do well with like the six meals a day. I'm inconsistent. And like, it's almost 7 PM here. And I've had one meal today. I think I ate at like two. I just like sporadically eat when I feel like it. And I mean, like yesterday, I'd probably have like six meals, but this time, so it's just sporadic whenever it happens. So because your energetic, or those are not words, your energetic <laughs> signature your energy. I was trying to combine energy and energetic. <laughs> your energy does well with that consistency and intake of information, intake of food, intake of life, essentially, because you are digesting life. You're taking it in. You do well when you have a little bit more consistency. So something along the lines of, if we're going to kind of implement this for new year's planning, I would almost do like I'm going to set my monthly goals every month. Mm. So you're checking in every month. You have that consistency of every single month. I have this pattern. I'm going to check in. I'm going to set my intentions. I'm going to set my goals, do this, that, and the other. And that's going to be very beneficial to anyone who has that pointing to the left. If you're just pointing to the right, set intentions if you feel like it. Don't if you don't. I think I set like monthly intentions like five times this year. <laughs> three of them were in a row, you know? So it's whenever I feel like it, because I'm an inconsistent person, having those routines doesn't necessarily support me as much as other types of other things in my life. 
Yeah. Where else? I would also look at, (laughs) yes, for, let's talk about goals versus intentions. I think that's great. Yes. If you are a goal setter, we're going to talk about the arrow that is the bottom arrow on the right side of the chart. So this is going to be the polar opposite of the, the one we just talked about. If this one points to the left, I want you to set goals. I want you to set specific, we call them intentions. I want you to set in specific intentions of what you want things to look like. So this particular arrow deals with something called your view perspective. And so your view perspective is very literally how your visual cortex processes information and processes your reality. So it's either focused or it's peripheral. If the arrow is pointing to the left, it is focused. And if it's pointing to the right, you have a peripheral view perspective. When we're talking about the view perspective, this is how you see things, how you visually take in information from your reality. If it's focused, you have a very focused sight. The way you see things and visually, I mean, our visual intake of senses, I think our sight sense is the strongest one that we have. So this is a big deal. (laughs) If it's focused, you see things very detailed. It's almost like blinders. You see things in detail. You see them exactly how they are. I can like taking in information, me and my husband do. If I'm watching a movie, I'm focused on one thing and I will miss everything else. Okay. Yeah. He stares at the center of the screen and takes in everything. I'm like, what? (laughs) That's so funny. So you just like, you just focus. So you notice something and then all of a sudden you're watching that one character and that's so interesting. I can't take in the whole thing. I focus on one thing at a time. And if I'm really like in my head, I can make that focus smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. (laughs) It's like, I can see you. And then all of a sudden I see your glasses and then I'm seeing like, oh, it's shiny on this side. And then I'm focused on like one specific point of your glasses Mm -hmm. instead of like you. So because it's so focused and so detailed, like we were watching something the other day and he's like, oh, that person, he notices the things like somebody changed, like they're not wearing the same shirt. And I was like, how did you notice that? (laughs) Inconsistencies. (laughs) I don't catch any of that because I'm so focused on the one thing for me, probably because if we put subtitles on, I'm probably just reading the subtitles. Like that's what I'm focused on or like the way that the one person is moving their hands or something like that. So I get really focused on the details as a, this arrow points left for me. I have a focused view view perspective. I've done a lot of talking and my tongue is a little (laughs) tied today. So I have that focused view perspective. And so I see things in those details when I am, because this is how I experience my reality. I want to make sure that this is also how I am setting my goals and connecting to the reality that I'm trying to step into. So this means getting very clear about the very small details that I could see once I'm actually in that reality. So if I have a goal for a certain certain type of launch, I'm going to very clearly try and picture 
What does it look like to have that many people in this container? What does that look like in my bank account? What does that look like in my PayPal? What does that look like? Where am I when that happens? Getting very clear on what the potential things are going to look like and the details. Are my nails done? Am I wearing a specific shirt? How am I showing up? Did I prep my Instagram content beforehand? I'm getting very clear on those little details because that's what I'm going to be focusing on when I'm there. Yeah. And so a reality is created by what we see, what we are focusing on. And so if I'm connecting to, if I'm in that specific reality, this is what I'm going to be focusing on because I am somebody who focuses on the details. I experience the details. I see the details. I want to see them now so that I can visually connect with that reality so that I can actually step into it. For somebody who has a peripheral view perspective, you take in information from around the edges. You're not focused on the one thing you take in more of the visual picture and you actually see less and feel more. And so you watch a movie and you connect to the emotional feeling of the movie. You know how you feel throughout the whole thing. You pick up on the ups and the downs and that can also kind of feel like a how do I want to put it? Almost like an undefined emotional center as well with those ups and downs, but you really feel the feeling of that. And it's more about your internal experience than those external details. Mm-hmm. So yes, you take in a little bit more of the whole picture, but you also take in, okay, this whole scene is very warm. This whole scene in this movie, it's kind of sharp. Ooh, mm-hmm. this whole scene is kind of chaotic. So you almost sum it up in what's the general feeling of this situation. And I'm over here with my focus perspective, like what color is their nail polish? Like, (laughs) is that a ring on their hand? Like very focused on the one thing you're like, oh, this is a very sharp scene. So because that's how you experience your reality, that's how you want to be connecting with your reality. That's how you want to be manifesting your reality. And so instead of getting detailed of, I'm going to have a 10 figure or 10, (laughs) 10 figures, we're jumping really high, $10,000, five figure month, (laughs) every single month or whatever it is. What does that feel like? What is the feeling of $10,000 in your bank account? If you're looking at the scene of having five figures, six figures in your account, what does that feel like? Is that scene exciting? Is that scene fuzzy? Is that scene warm? You know, what is the scene? What's the feeling of that person, that specific reality of that perspective? So that's going to be another thing you're going to want to look at when you are setting these goals and you are setting the intentions, because if you're a non-specific manifester where that arrow points to the right, if you're trying to get detailed, you're focusing on things that don't actually connect you to that reality and don't actually matter for you. Versus if you're setting these, I would almost go for core desired feelings. I think that's something from the desire map by Danielle Laporte. Um, Focusing. Yeah. It's a great book and it never really resonated with me that much. (laughs) Yes. As a specific manifester. So because you experience the general feelings of each of those situations, that's what you want to focus on. If you want 2021 to be warm and you want it to be exciting, you want it to be expansive, you want it to be, um, you want like leadership energy, what are the feelings that you're going to feel? That's how you're going to connect with that. And once you know that, you can say within this feeling, what are things that make you feel that way? 
things that make me feel excited are these things and including the things that I want, like for next year. So if you want to, if exciting is one of the words that you choose, if you say, I want to feel excited, things that make me feel excited would be having $10,000 months, doing this, doing that, getting this car, (laughs) moving Christmas trees, like anything that you put in that list, those support you feeling that way. So would it be fair to say then that, um, tying signature themes into, cause you could do it both ways, right? So like mm-hmm. specific ways that you've experienced or things, things you can tap into to experience that signature. And then also you can, am I asking that question clearly? <laughs> Words, brain. Um, yeah. Yeah. How would you tie in your signature theme? I think is what I'm trying to ask you. Beautiful. So (laughs) most often when you're trying to describe how you want to feel in your new year, in your new reality, when you're manifesting anything, the energy of what it feels like to receive your desires is probably going to mirror your signature theme. So your signature in human design is the highest vibrational experience for your specific design. And so for generators and manifesting generators, this is satisfaction for manifestors. This is peace for reflectors. This is surprise. And for projectors, this is success. Recognition is also a very similar, almost synonym for the projectors. It's very, very similar for them. So when you receive the things that you want, that moment of like actually receiving it is going to mirror that signature. I am satisfied by receiving this amount of money. I'm satisfied by getting this gift. I'm satisfied with this interview. I'm satisfied with the work that I'm doing here. So that's the feeling that you're going to have. And how I would tie it into that view perspective is I am satisfied, but what's the other theme? What about like what feeling from this is leading to that satisfaction? Is it the fact that this is so like easy? It's so flowy. There's like no resistance. Is that why it's satisfying? Is it satisfying because like if you're thinking about manifesting a new car, is that brightness what satisfies you? Is that warmth what what satisfies you? What's the undercurrent? What's the thing, what's the feeling of that situation that's leading to your internal experience of satisfaction? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that was for which side of the arrow or both sides? That would be for, I was talking about more of that feeling side. So the more point, of the right. right pacing, right facing arrow. Yeah. How would you apply it to left facing arrow? Could you? Or arrow? You could. Yeah, absolutely. So for them, it's going to be what you want and that feeling of your signature. So it feels super satisfying to receive this. (laughs) I got this purse. I got this set of headphones. I got this phone. I got this computer, whatever it is. I got this. And that feels satisfying to receive that physical thing. Instead of this experience was very loving. And that made me feel satisfied. That made me feel seen. That made me feel successful. Awesome. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about the ego center next. Okay. I feel like that's a big one. It is. (laughs) Unless you have somewhere else you want to go first, but. (laughs) I'm open to whatever you initiate. I'll respond. Let's talk about the ego center. Okay. 
because um, I, I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of people making goals, setting goals and intentions from their ego, making promises that they shouldn't be making. Yes. The ego center deals with willpower and desires and competitiveness. And so when we're making these desires, something that, so first of all, 65 to 70% of the population has this undefined. That means that the majority of the population has an inconsistent access to their willpower, inconsistent access to their desires, inconsistent access to this competitive proving your worth energy, which means a lot of the new year's goals that are going to be set over the next couple of weeks or probably have already been set are coming from the shadow of the center. And it's probably coming from the shadow, the shadow of the center, whether it's defined or undefined, but really the undercurrent is I need to do X, Y, and Z so that I can prove that I am good enough, that I can prove that I am worthy so that I can prove my value. And so you're going to look at things that probably have a lot to do with willpower, like I'm going to complete the 75 hard challenge. I'm going to work out twice a day <laughs> to this, that, and the other, so I can prove that I'm mentally tough. I've, I'm an ego authority. And even I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one's, that one's a lot. <laughs> um, not everyone is designed to be first of all, consistent, but also that willful. And there's nothing wrong with not being willful, but if you're going into this new year saying, I'm going to work out every single day for the next 300 days, you're setting yourself up to fail because while certain people, if you are part of the population who has it defined, you're designed to keep your promises and you're designed to keep your promises to yourself. And so exercising that willpower can look like, um, I think in November, I moved my body for at least 30 minutes every day. Some days I walked, some days I did yoga, some days I like went hard and lifted a lot of heavy things. Whatever it was, I made that promise to myself that I am going to move every day. And that was something that I needed to do for me at the time. It worked really well. And then for people who have this undefined, if you say, I'm going to move every day, you do have the ability to do that. You do have the ability to force yourself to do it. It's going to be a little bit harder if you're not utilizing other energy, if it's not, I'm moving every day because I love myself. I'm going to move every day because I desire to, I'm going to move every day because it feels really good. If it's coming from that energy, it's okay. If it's coming from the energy of I'm going to move every day so I can prove that I'm willful. So I can prove that I'm good enough. That's going to be a shadow motivation. So when we're setting our goals for the new year, this consistency is a huge theme that you're probably going to see. I'm going to do this every day. I'm just going to push. I'm just going to stick with it. If I can just get this done, then on the other side of being the person who forces herself to do X, Y, and Z every single day, I'm going to get what I want. And recognizing that through the resistance is hardly ever the answer. It's hardly ever the solution. Usually because we have this amazing thing called human design, you can follow your strategy and authority to be led through the least resistance possible and be led to where you need to be, which is probably, if you have that undefined ego, 
probably much more exciting and much more amazing than you can possibly imagine. Would you say that it also, I, I don't, maybe this falls under the, the need to prove category, but I think about, you know, doing things so that you can have something, but also so that you can feel responsible, not responsible, but like feel capable of having the thing. So I feel like I, I, I need to do this every day. I'm going to do this every day because somewhere in my head, I, I believe that I have to do this every day in order to receive the thing that I want or the life that I want or money or whatever it is. Would, is that, would you say that's coming from that ego as well, or is that coming from somewhere else? Um, for you, that's probably coming from a little bit of, so the pattern that you're probably experiencing is that sacral center. I need to get more work done. I need to do more. And so the shadow is going to then compromise your ego center. I'm going to force myself to do more so that I can receive the energy of feeling like I've done enough. Ah, I, I, that makes sense. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about me specifically. I was just like going through my head as you were talking. I was like, let me ask you that, but that definitely makes sense. So, okay. Now that the, the shadow of one triggering the other, would that trigger always come from the authority or would it come from like, would it tr always trigger the authority part or would it that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles with this specific scenario so when we're looking at patterns of triggers we take in energy from our undefined centers so everything that's undefined everything that is white in your human design chart is your undefined energy and this is where you take in information from the world this is where you experience the world around you and so as you're taking in the energy of the world this this is where you're here to experience. This is what you're here to flow with. This is what you're here to play with. Like this is the feminine energy within your chart. Your feminine is going to show up in exploring these different things within yourself. So we take in this energy. We're going to compare ourselves to somebody else. We see this person is super consistent. Everyone in the entire world says, I need to be consistent in order to be successful. And so you're going to take in that energy and then you're going to utilize the things that are defined in your chart. So everything that's colored, the gates, the lines, the shapes, the numbers, everything that's colored, you're going to utilize that to try and compensate for all of the things that you think you need to be. So I pulled that from your specific chart because you have a defined ego and you have an undefined sacral. So taking in that information from the sacral center, you are very aware and you kind of see, you observe, you take in the information from the world around you that people do a lot of work. There's a lot of people who do a lot of work. And so you're taking that in, then you're going to compare that to your situation. You're going to say, mm -hmm. they're working harder than me. I'm not doing enough. I must not care about my business. I must not care about this. I must not want it that bad enough. I must have some sort of block that says, I don't care about this. I must be self-sabotaging. You're going to tell yourself all these things of, I must be doing something wrong because everyone else is out there working hard and I'm not. And I'm telling myself I want this, but I must not actually want it because I'm not actually doing the work for it. 
So you're going to shame yourself and you're going to guilt yourself. And then you're going to come up with, okay, because I want to get over this because I want that thing. You're going to then go into, I have this, I can prove it. I know I'm capable. So it's like, I'm the shadow. I know I'm capable Mm. of it. I know I could do that. And so this is where you're actually tapping into that undefined sacral center. That undefined sacral center is limitless in potential. It could do anything. Yeah. And so you are picking up on everyone else is working consistently. And it looks like this all the time. I have the potential to do that. I have the potential to, with that undefined G center, I have the potential to be that person because you're not limited within those areas. You're not limited to experiencing it in one specific way. So you're going to take in that information from the situation. You're going to compare it. And then because you can sense, you can very literally, very viscerally sense you are capable of that, which again is happening in that undefined area. You're going to start using your definition to try and shape yourself to be that way. So for you, you're going to use that defined ego center to try and force yourself to consistently reach that thing that you have the potential to be instead of switching the script and saying, okay, because I have the potential to be this and I have the desire to experience it. I'm going to do the things that I do have the power to do. I'm going to create the container so that I can experience that. Mm -hmm. So in your situation with that effort, with that work, you're going to, because you have the desire to do it, you're going to utilize that defined ego. You're going to utilize your willpower. You are going to exercise your willpower. You're going to allow yourself to desire things very deeply. You're going to inform, you're going to initiate, you're going to do those masculine things, the very factual, the very actionable steps that you have the energy to do utilizing your definition. And you're going to hold space for the reality where you get to experience what it feels like to put in that amount of effort to feel what it feels like to be that person, to hit that goal, to achieve that, to work at that at a specific time. Okay. I have so many thoughts running through my head. So um, <laughs> that makes so much sense. Um, so then the, so then would it also be like the, and I'm going to, the throat center. I'm trying to connect the throat center to all of this. Cause now I'm like mm-hmm. stuck in this. So would that be as in the exchange of resources, that line, right? So the money line, not really being the money line in this case, but the, I, I have this thing and the receptivity of the help or the delegation coming in, or, or would that be like a me in the universe thing? It's, it's you and you, you and you, it's you and you. (laughs) So I told you earlier that I've been very deep in some introspective thoughts. And so you're getting to experience some of the very deep understanding human design and me and me tell me more that like, just, okay, I can work with that. Oh, your definition is your limits you are limited to, that's the structure. That's the masculine energy. That's the structure. That's the container that you've given yourself because in every single lifetime, you only have a certain amount of time. And so you've decided I'm going to explore the vast limitations of my creative abilities. And so what you've done is you've given yourself limits. So you have this container 
you've given yourself you specifically with that defined throat center and defined ego center, you have the ability to, you're going to desire strong things. You're going to have the willpower to force it to happen. So you have that motor center. You're here to inform. You're here to initiate. You're here to speak things into existence. You're here to gain attention. You're here to share your message. You're here to share your voice. So those are the things that you're going to consistently do. That's your masculine energy for Uh you. Being in your masculine is informing, having strong desires, wanting it, putting your foot down, saying, no, no, I'm not going to accept that. Okay. That's the structure that you're creating. That's the container you're creating for, you know, those are the limitations that you're creating for your feminine, which is going to come through and say, I want to experience this. So let's kind of use a desire. Oh my God. I want to experience okay. what it feels like to be the person who has a seven figure launch. And so, because that's undefined for me, I have the potential to be that. I have the potential to do that. I have the, the potential G-Center for this. Yeah. Yeah. The G okay. center. So like, I have the potential to be that person because I am not limited to being one specific person. Those are the limitations. That's the vast, that's the universe. That's the feminine that you're here to explore. And so then you're going to say, you're going to kind of ask your masculine energy, which is your definition, which is your power. I'm going to do these things that are in alignment with you allowing and being that person. So you can experience that. So you can play with that. So your definition is what you're going to exercise willpower through. So for you, you're going to use your willpower. You're going to have the desires. You're going to gather the resources so that you, the feminine side of you, can experience what it feels like to have put in that effort, have worked that hard, have worked that quickly, of having that emotional experience, of having it look that way, of all of the things that are undefined for you. But without actually having to do any of those things in no. a lot of ways. You yeah. just get to experience what it feels like to be that person. I love that perspective. Thank you for sharing that. I love <laughs> yeah, that. I channel wrote like seven pages uh, about that earlier. And it's funny, you know, I've been, I've been like reframing even the idea of willpower a lot for myself lately, because to me, I hear willpower and I automatically, it immediately triggers that sacral immediately. And so I've been seeing it more as boundaries. Like it's not so much, I guess it is. It's just another way of looking at willpower because I think willpower and I think go, but it's like, no, I just have, I have strong boundaries. I have firm boundaries because this is where I'm going. This is what I want. So I have to have boundaries, mm-hmm. including with myself. Yeah. But more so that's, yeah, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me with, with my design, I have an undefined G center and undefined head center in order to support my wild ideas and who I want to be, these different identities that I want to try on, I'm going to utilize my definition, which is going to be figuring out how it's going to happen, figuring out the details of how it's going to happen, generating the energy to do it, processing the emotions, exercising that willpower, giving myself that root center, like pressure to get it done quickly and tuning into that intuitive, is this the correct time for this to happen? I'm going to do all of those things so that I can experience the wild ideas and being the person who fulfilled them. I'm like, I understand manifestation at a whole new level right now. (laughs) I'm so excited for next month. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So, I mean, I think I, I don't know, we've been talking for a while, so I don't want to like keep you too long, but, um, I think we probably have time for like one more piece of 
information that you came with tonight about where <laughs> places to look, places to maybe things that people, things that are common in terms of intention setting, goal setting that are maybe not in alignment with most. Um, so I think that we've covered most of the ones that I wanted to talk about for problems. I know that we could both, us as being slightly judgmental individuals, not in a bad way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's my, the, the, the word judgment is somewhere in my chart. It's in mine too. Yeah. So don't worry. It's yeah. We're, we're slightly judgmental. Sometimes I have the channel of judgment. Like I, it's my sense. I'm pulling up my chart now. Perfect. My sense is judgment. I had someone ask me once, they were like, do you have judgment anywhere in your chart? And I was like, yes. So I won't be offended by that question. <laughs> I have that. I have that too. So essentially people come to us because like, that's part of our outer authority. People come to us for our judgments. What do you think? That's <laughs> why we're so opinionated. Are you sure you want to know? It's my answer. <laughs> right? Like, are you positive? Okay, cool. Now we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Um, anyways, yes. Because we're slightly judgmental, we could probably pick out like a lot of reasons why people are doing things wrong. Instead, let's try playing with and kind of giving some advice mm -hmm. on what we can do to set some aligned goals and intentions. Perfect. There we go. We'll reframe it. Be positive. Lend this on a positive note. <laughs> Perfect. So first of all, I would look at that arrow to see if you're a specific or a non-specific manifester. If it's specific, that bottom arrow on the right is going to point to the left. If you're non-specific, it's going to point to the right. And so that's going to help you figure out if you should be focusing on feelings or if you should be focusing on specific desires. That would be the first thing. And for your new year's intentions, I think that if you are somebody who's interested in learning more about human design, I would maybe set the intention to live the most aligned year possible. If you are somebody who is very new to human design, I would maybe set the intention to try and practice one thing a month. So maybe this is the year that you trust your authority over everything else. You, every decision you make, you come back to, is this in alignment with me? Is this not in alignment with me? Maybe this is the year that you decide you're going to initiate and you're going to respond to everything. You're going to initiate, you're going to inform, you're going to wait for the invitation. Maybe it's really just practicing that strategy and authority piece. Maybe it's the year that you say, I'm going to show up fully in my power, whatever that looks like for you. So instead of trying to do more of this and be more of that and accomplish all of these things where you're going to have to work harder, see if you can allow more things to happen for you while you're in the energy of receiving and while you're in the energy of, because I want to explore this, this is what I'm going to do for myself. Perfect. I love it. And you honestly could, even just the strategy and authority part, I feel like could yeah. spend years just, just focusing there <laughs> and it would totally, I mean, it would totally change everything. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to say or add or mention? Before we say, say good night. Um, I don't think I have it. It will probably else. be morning by the time anyone hears this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is all that I wanted to say for today. I think that was a great conversation. I agree. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being here again. <laughs> I didn't even mention this, but Eden and I have, I have already recorded one episode and then I don't know. I fell off the face of the earth into some kind of manifested resting cycle where I was like, I don't. 
I don't know who I am or what's going on. <laughs> and so I never posted her, her episode. And then I went to post it. And I, after weeks of saying next week, I promise, um, <laughs> I finally went to post it and the draft was gone. So Eden has graciously agreed to come on again. I will not wait. This will be out on the 27th. It is now the 23rd. So <laughs> thank you so much, Eden. Everyone go give Eden a follow at Intuition Lifestyle if you're not already. Um, I will link her in the description and love you. Love you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for staying with us to the very end here on the podcast. This is The Spiritual Work. My name is Catherine. You can find additional information linked in the description box of this episode, links to work one-on-one with me, links to find me, links to find my guests, links to find anything I talked about. Of course, if you enjoyed this time together, please make sure you're following. Please make sure you have any notifications turned on so you can get the newest updates. Until next time, I love you so much.